Hello and welcome to this episode of Sports Communities Doing Sport Differently podcast. I'm Steve Pallas, founder and CEO of Sports Community. Now you just can't do a Doing Sport Differently podcast series without talking roller derby. So I'm so excited today to be joined in today's podcast by Stephanie Jamancheva and Samantha Kennedy Elstrup from the Diamond Valley Roller Derby Club. I absolutely love the culture, the inclusiveness and the uniqueness of roller derby as a sport. And I love how Diamond Valley Roller Derby Club have developed a process where they take people who have never skated before on a journey from their introductory skate fit programs, building their confidence through the different levels, potentially all the way up to being a competitive roller derby skater, if that's what the individual wants. Otherwise, you can just simply participate in the club's activities for the fitness, for the skating, or very much for the social activities the club offers. But before we get into the before we get into today's interview, I would really like to acknowledge our partnership with Vic Health. And as we do each week, we thank them so much for the opportunity to share the stories and successes of sports clubs who are doing sport differently. Now it is my just great pleasure to introduce Stephanie Jamancheva and Samantha Kennedy Hellstrup from the Diamond Valley Roller Derby Club to the sports community doing sport differently podcast ladies welcome thank, thank you, you so much for having us now I, I cannot believe that it's taken 20 weeks to talk roller derby because as soon as we say doing sport differently it, that's just what comes to mind roller derby and it's 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 just it's just cool from every angle that you look at so first of all um samantha and steph is your day names What's your roller derby names? Sam, you first. Mine is Hell Yeah. Um, and I'm Crunchyva. Crunchyva, which, uh, which uh, plays on both of your surnames. I love that about um, roller derby. So that uh, there's personas as well. So and that's why the sport is so unique. It's so different. So first of all, tell us about the, the Diamond Valley Roller Derby Club. Um, where is it? And how long has it been around and, and what got you the club started in the first place? Sure. So we're based in um, Eltham, which is in the Diamond Valley area, of the northeastern, outer northeastern suburbs of Melbourne. Uh, we started up in 2011. Um, and, yeah, we've been, you know, going ever since. And so, Sam... Roller derby, for those that are not familiar with roller derby, how would you best describe it? I like to describe it as a mosh pit on wheels. <laughs> mosh pit on wheels. Yeah, yeah, because you're kind of bashing into people, but you're also wearing skates. And you're also wearing skates, but you're also wearing costumes. You're also wearing makeup. Tell us a little bit about, or you may or may not be, but tell us a little bit about that and how that fits into the culture of roller derby. So I think um, the costumes have kind of died out a little bit, but there's still the occasional little hot pant. Um, but I'm very for the makeup. So, and my back fit is what we like to call it. Um, so our team is the Valley Cat. So like I used to draw like the cat makeup or like the leopard kind of pattern. It's just kind of um, helps with the 
the game day. Python, I suppose, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it, and uh, over the journey, I've been lucky enough to speak to a lot of roller derby clubs, and it's um, you kind of get to be whoever you want to be in in roller derby, and and it's it's. Um, it's fantastic. So give us a little bit of a profile. So you have to be 16 and above to be part of your club? Yeah, yep. we don't offer a junior program. So it's just the way our insurance works and things that you need to be 16 and older to be a member of Diamond Valley Roller Derby Club. So so Sam, what? How, how do you structure the participation options? You've got the Roller Derby competition team and what what, what leads into that and participating in that roller roller derby? Um, yep, so we offer a program which is called Skate Lift, which isn't necessarily about roller derby. It's just encouraging people to get on wheels and learn how to skate and or getting back onto skates and trying to get that fitness back up. And then there's the option to take the roller derby path so that we have about five levels. Um, and once you tick off some boxes, then you can go up a level and eventually hit Full contact roller derby. So, how long does that um, that journey from I walk in the club to I'm I'm uh, I'm confident and skilled enough to be able to participate in the the roller derby uh, sport itself? It changes for everyone. So, if you have been skating, you've got a skating background. It might only take you a couple of months, or it might take you a couple of years. Like it took me about a year and a half, maybe two years. To get to the full contact and i'm still at modified contact and i've been trying for two years so it's just the whole thing is just to go at your own pace to get the skills where you're comfortable so that you then you get them ticked off and then you're ready to go to the next stage so we don't just throw you straight into the mosh pit from day one no way because that's not safe for anybody no, it's it, it's it's not fun. Uh, one of the things that I did notice when I, I and I'll bring your website up right now. When um, and for those that want to check out the uh, the Diamond Valley Roller Derby Club, it's it's www.dvrdc Diamond Valley Roller Derby Club dvr dvrdc.org.au. Uh, but one of the things that struck me right up front was that uh, your just looking at the it's for men and women it, and roller derby has traditionally um been a female sport which which flies in the face of of a lot of other stereotypes but why the the openness to 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 engage men into the club whereas a lot of other clubs don't necessarily go down that path i think it's just been an evolution so when um the current incarnation of roller derby came about um, about 15 years ago. It, it started from the women's track and it was it, it was kind of reviving the 1970s roller derby stuff, which was very, you know, female-oriented. But um, that's, you know, that's what our club's about. Our club is about including everybody. doesn't matter who you are and um, that's what we do. So it's just, it's, no, I don't know, it's just the way, way it is. And on that note, um, it's not just male and female. We're um, gender open to all genders, including non-binary folks. So, fantastic. And 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 my apologies for that that omission because I think it's really important that that that's upfront and making it a really inclusive and welcoming club. So that takes us to give us a snapshot. How many how many people? Uh, how many members have you got within the club? 
Well, let's go pre-COVID first. How many members uh, did you have pre-COVID and and what does has COVID added members to your club or interest in your club? So I think we have about 40 members um, that are regular members. And then we also have additional um, maybe 20 skate fitters who um, it's a, it influxes um, between terms. So if someone's just interested in doing it for like a you know, summer term, then they might come back in winter. So, yeah. So well, I'm pleased to say also that we haven't lost any members, which I'm really, really proud about. So um, through COVID, we did a lot of stuff. Um, online and Zoom things and whatever to try to keep our community engaged. And, um, yeah, I think it's a bit of a feather in our cap that um, as a club we've kept our membership consistent. And, in fact, when we've restarted outdoor training, we've had so much interest that we we had to cap it, cap the numbers. So um, it's been really cool. So outdoor training, Steph, um, have you had people watching that or has that been kind of in a closed school basketball court obviously outdoors but is it in a public space where people can see it and go what is that or a bit closed off we are we do do it in a school so we are a bit closed off but the few people that do come to use the other basketball court at school or walk around the oval or whatever everyone comes and watches which is very very cool and thinking hmm, what's going on down there so um yeah that's been awesome I think it does open up the thought of should we be taking some of our indoor sports outside so people can see them more often. We had exactly the same discussion with uh, a fencing club who weren't with COVID restrictions, weren't allowed to go indoors, and then so they were forced to go outdoors into cricket nets, as it turned out, and they just had a ring of people who were just watching them, <laughs> join and and those sorts of things. So, so Sam, who... Who is likely to join a roller derby club? Is there a type of person or is it a younger person, older person? I don't think we have a type. I don't think there's anything like that. Anyone is more than welcome to come. Um, we have 16-year-olds through about 50-year-olds just skating, depending on what they want to do, what they want to get out of it. doesn't matter. We're pretty welcome, welcoming and, yeah. So how do you recruit your new members then? So you saw our fantastic website, which is uh, very professional, if I must say, for a um, sports club. And we're very lucky because we have a few uh, professionals in our club that can help us with that. We also have a pretty good social media presence as well. So people can find us, which is really great, especially at the moment with COVID and all the interest in roller skating and things. So lots of people have found us that way. Um Look, word of mouth, all those sorts of things. We're also involved in the This Girl Can program as well, so we use that to our advantage as well for recruitment. But, look, really our, our main um, method is through the, the um, skate fit programs that we run every term. So, and like we say, it's not about, you know, come, we want you to join the derby team tomorrow. It's just about, hey, if you want to learn about skating or you already have been skating and you just want to, keep it up and keep fit and all that sort of stuff, then come along to our Skate Fit program and we can accommodate all of that for you. We also have um, non-skating um, positions or opportunities in the club as well. So there's, um, we need officials and referees um, and just members as well to cheer us on if we are playing games. So All are welcome. 
Yeah, um, roller derby is actually a very heavy um, officiating sport. So yeah. um, it's seven refs, isn't it, Sam? On seven refs and I think nine. Nine other officials keeping scores and tracking penalties and all this sort of stuff. So, yeah, um, so there's, you know, there's a place for everyone. Um, you don't have to strap on the skates if you don't want to. So, so um, <coughs> excuse me, Steph, you've only been in the club for coming up to two years. So... What made you join a roller derby club? Okay, so for me, I actually am a long, long, long time cross-country skier. And um, after I had my child, I thought, yeah, I've got to get something to get back into getting fit. And I thought, oh, yeah, skating. We do a skating motion. That'll be good. So skate fit, I'll, I'll give that a go. And um, that'll, you know, get the muscles back working and all that sort of stuff. So that's how I joined. And then I got so much out of it. Before I knew it, I've been encouraged to go up the levels and, um, you know, work my way up to to playing derby. So I'm not from contact yet, but I'm getting there. And what about you, Sam? What what took you into, well, probably the club first and then the sport or vice, vice versa? Yeah, um, so there was a movie that came out about 10 years ago, which was called Whip It, which is yeah. all about roller derby um, yeah. based in Texas. Um, and that's pretty much the reason why I wanted to get involved. I was a little bit hesitant at the start because I used to rollerblade as a kid and there was a bit of a transition from rollerblading to quad skates. So it did um, prevent me from doing it for about a year or two, which I really regret now because if I just joined the club earlier, they would have been like, come on, we can teach you. It's all good. Don't stress. Um, but since then, I just took me about maybe a year or two, yeah, to do full contact. And since then, I've just loved it. Like, roller derby is, like, my biggest passion. Uh, I, I'm, I'm so glad that you you just said that it, it took a year almost be, between when you made the decision to to actually get involved. And, and one of the things we've been learning through the Doing Sport differently through all the different interviews with all the different clubs that are doing different sports in different ways is the realisation that that step, that, that big step between I'm going to, I might have a go at this and actually walking in the door for the first time. Those of us that have been involved in sport for a long time don't realise how big that step is. And for you, that was a year and a half. So what what, what was it over that journey that then got you to walk in the door for the first time? Um, I think it was just that I really wanted to be a roller derby player and that um, I just had to take that next step. And then when I was there, it was everyone was so welcoming. I got a little welcome pack. I got a sticker. And I was like, I can't wait for the next session. I'm going to be tomorrow. Yeah, and then you regretted the last year and a half. So, so Steph, how did the how does the club? And you mentioned welcome packs and stickers and those sort of things. But this is a genuine challenge that clubs face recruiting new people, and that's without asking them have to stand on eight wheels and go around and not fall on your butt. I, which which does two things that we dislike immensely as humans. It may hurt us, which is secondary, but it may embarrass us, which we do not like um as as humans so how do you how do you help people get over that that gap 
Look, I think it starts right at the very first uh, skate fit session. So we make sure that we have extra club members there on that first day to work, welcome people in, make sure they're putting their protective gear on. So you've got to wear the full gear, helmet, elbow pads, wrist pads, knee pads, before you even start to put your skates on. So, you know, just to help them, you know, people get their pads upside down and all that kind of stuff. So we help them with that and, you know, just just help them along. That's cool. And just welcome them. And, you know, so they, they already have some sort of uh, friendly face um, assisting them. They're just not coming into this unknown environment and they're expected to know how to pull the gear on and, and roll around. And then, you know, you just encourage people if they haven't skated at all, just get up slowly hold on to the side, that's totally fine. If you hold on to the side for the whole session, for the whole term, it doesn't matter. If you stand up on your wheels, you're doing better than someone who isn't. And that's, you know, you just got to take each little win as it comes and encourage people like that. And that's that's how we do it. Um, and, and the other yeah. thing is that falling is totally a part of roller derby. Like I will fall over like, a hundred times in a game and that's fine because you get back up and you keep going so that is the first thing that we do tend to teach our newbies yep. is how to fall and how to fall safely so that when you do fall it shouldn't be embarrassing if anything it's just teaching you you're learning and you're bouncing up now now sam you use the terminology newbie and um i think it shows the evolution of the sport because back a few years ago you knew people newbie that makes sense but in the early days of roller derby and in some clubs, new people to the club were called fresh meat. Um, and I think that shows the evolution of the sport as it's become a little bit more aware of the community that some of it's, it's changing actually quite significantly. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, definitely. I was, I was a fresh meat person when I first joined and I think that may have been a little bit of why it took me a little bit to join. Um, so now it's more newbies or beginners or just skate fitters, um, just more inclusive language, which probably is more encouraging than calling someone fresh meat. <laughs> well, I don't, and it comes, I mean, rock climbing has got a whole range of different terminology, speed rock climbing that comes from the, the histo historical side that we're now seeing is, is that language is a barrier because people want to see themselves, um, see themselves doing the sport but fresh meat implies that you're just going to see yourself being pummeled. Yeah. Which, which is nothing not further right. from the, from the truth. So the, the people that are me running the skate fit. Um, so you said that there was, is there instructors as well as the welcomers? Yes. Yeah, so we have accredited coaches that run um, a special program that, you know, basic, the basic thing is that, Every week we teach you a new skill, you practice the skill, um, we'll do like a fun kind of game um, with this that helps to solidify that skill. And it's all um, scalable and um, advanceable. I don't know what the right words are. So if you're just real, real basic beginner, that's cool. You can just stay at that level and perfect at that stage. If you already got the skill straight away or you come from a skating background already, there'll always be a, a, a way to advance it, maybe going backwards or on one foot or that sort of thing. Um, and it's, it's the same with the games that we play as well. Um, they're not intimidating at all. This, you know, it, it accommodates the range of levels that we're dealing with at the, um, at the skate fit level. 
and um, you know I've got the music pumping and all that kind of stuff. So skate fit is an hour of, of on skate activity and then half an hour afterwards doing fitness type of things as well because it is skate fit. It's not just skate. So yep. there's all the you know um, it's a lot of core work um, with skating is very important. So we do lots of crunches and squats and planks and. Um, all that sort of good stuff as well. Also stretching and things at the end. And that's a good way at the end to, um, uh, you know, come together as a group and celebrate our achievements and acknowledge the, you know, the, the advancements that we've made. Yeah, I will definitely come to the social side of the sport in just a moment because that's significant. Yeah. Um, but the program, you, you've talked in a number of times about you know, skate fit, do your own level, you progress through the levels and then to roller derby. So did you have to create those programs or were you able to adopt them from the peak body or where did you get the programs from? Um, Sam, probably go to you first on that one. Um, so, yeah, we're a part of Skate Victoria and they provided um, the learnings. It was called Quad Fit and we adapted and we called it Skate Fit. Um, and that gave us like a general kind of template guidelines, yeah. But um, in terms of uh, roller derby, we and the levels, um, they're more based off uh, uh, WIFTA, which is the overall roller. It's Women's Flat Track Derby Association, which is more based in the states. Yep. Um, we use those to um, we implement those in our um, plans. And each club kind of does it a little bit differently, but they're generally um, all over with the rules. Well, and, and that's that's kind of where I was going, is that there's a lot of resources for clubs that are looking to add different formats, different programs to, their, um, to what they already offer, which is typically that competitive side. A lot of the work's being done with the peak bodies, either worldwide, like what you're talking about with the the athlete development or or that introductory level with the skate fit. And I love that the naming is is just perfect because it links into what people are looking to do. It's either they're looking to skate or get fit. And it's 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 just perfect. So so how many people would you have a, uh, a participants in the, in a in a skate fit class? You said you had to cap them. Oh uh, that was just for COVID, but um in non-COVID times it's like 30 to 40s and sometimes. I think we can it to like that 20 um, just so it, it is easier to manage that because we do have different levels in that 20 um, group. Yep. So sometimes we have an assistant coach as well for the term. So the main coach is kind of keeping um, everyone doing the same thing and then we'll have an assistant just um, helping the newbies who need to a little bit more encouragement. And then you might have some additional people that are welcoming and, and just helping put on the pads and those sorts of things. So so if we just say that there's four people, I mean that's that's one to five. That's a lot of support, isn't it? That are that are helping those those that are new, lacking confidence, a little bit worried coming into the sport. That's 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 fantastic. Um because that 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 really helps overcome that that barrier, isn't it, if they're they're in the door. What about do you get many people that come and watch for a period of time before they they get the confidence to put the skates on? Um, 
I think we, when we hold events, like when we have the big roller derby tournaments, we tend to get um, some people having a look in and go, oh, I've been interested in that. Um, I think it's a come try and give it a go kind of scenario. People yeah. have come in for a, for a session or two just to have a look, but it's usually they, we're having too much fun. They just want to get involved anyway. Yeah, cool. Well, well, Steph, you're the secretary, so typically the social side often falls under the responsibility of the secretary. So the skate clubs are traditionally strong in skate, but they're very strong in social. Is that that also true with your club? Yeah, I'd like to think so. I think um, we try to make the most of um, the sessions that we have. So we get together in person twice a week and, um, like, especially on that, weeknight where we run skate fit afterwards we have um our members do der derby training and during that crossover time where the skate fitters are cooling down and the derby uh training is trainers training people are warming up we do this thing where uh we get our members to go and approach um one of the skate fitters particularly one they haven't spoken to yet and just start talking to them we'll give them a topic like you know what did you eat for breakfast this morning or something like that, or, you know, are you a cat person or a dog person, just to get the conversation going. And um, I think that just helps for um, yeah, the newbies to find out more about who we are and the sort of people that we are and ask whatever questions they want and, and all those types of things. So we, we like to foster that. Um, that's a conscious, sorry to jump in there, Steph, but that's a conscious thing that your club does each each training session to build that bond between the experienced and the new. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we um, have a number of, uh, you know, Facebook groups and things like that. So we try to keep the communication going throughout the term and, and those sorts of things. And people can ask questions or post interesting things that we see from, you know, around the roller derby world or skating world or whatever. Um, about once a, yeah, once a term we do um, beers and bruises. <laughs> which is where you go for drinks afterwards and talk about your bruises. <laughs> that's kind of the old school derby terminology. But yeah, that's a bit of old school speak. But, um, again, it's just a time, you know, get away from the rink and um, all the venue or whatever and, you know, have a chat about whatever, that sort of stuff. Um, there, yeah, there's also the whole social side when it comes to tournaments as well. So often tournaments are a whole weekend. Um, Often they're um, uh, in a regional place, yeah, as well. So you travel together, we stay together in a, you know, Airbnb or whatever, all together. There's, um, you know, there's usually a get-together on a Saturday night as well with all the other clubs and participants and your opponents and everything. So, yeah, it's a big social um, time that um, one of those weekends. And whether you're skating or you're officiating or you're supporting or whatever, it's um yeah all in together getting together and um you know hanging out and yeah it's amazing like I never thought I would have had friends in Geelong to Gippsland to like Wimmera like I have friends all over across Victoria because of roller derby now. So how often is do you would you do the tournaments? Um, so the tournament that we're the main tournament that we're in is called Statewide Stampede, and there are eight rounds. Sometimes they're um, double rounds and so they take up the whole weekend so it's usually once a month and the season's from about March to September. Fantastic and, and, and not, 
Oh, sorry. Sorry, and then there are also um, like just weekend tournaments, which might be interstate as well. Um, and do you have the opportunity? Is the pathway such that you, you're competing national championships and then internationally if the, if you chose to go down that path? Is it that developed yet? Um, there are um, competitions, so it would be like Victoria versus South Wales, um, but it's less of a club kind of opportunity and more like a... Representative. Yeah, representative team. Um, yeah. And there are also uh, international competitions, so that's under the WIFTA bracket, um, but a different division to uh, most of the Victorian leagues. So we're about like Division Two, and then Division One into the international. Um, so yeah. like Premier League, you know, in um, football, soccer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanted to go back to that point where you had the um, the roller derby teams training after the the skate fitters did you get many of them of the skate fit participants staying back and watching the roller derby team practice and um yeah yeah, yeah. so we also um have a scrimmage at least once a term which is just like a practice game that we get some of our newer uh club members to help out with so they'll help officiate or referee um, and that also helps them learn about roller derby. Yeah, I think I think that the the strategy of putting the new participants and then having their really experienced straight after, so they can see, they get to see the sport, they get to see what is possible, but they also get to see the skills in action of which they've been learning that time, and and plus the social side to which you were you were talking about and, and connect, creating that connection, that's a really important strategy that we always encourage. So it's clearly worked out for, for your club really well. Yeah, we think so. So if you were encouraging um, clubs to start that social side of their sport, what are some of the tips that you would – I'm talking the skate fit side there – what are some of the tips that you you could give that would really make people come back that second and third time? What is it that you've learned on the journey? Sam, I'll start with you first. Um, just to make it an encouraging environment, firstly. Um... I, I love the fact that you said in, encouraging, you normalise the what can go wrong. So often the things, that's what we worry about the most, that we're going to look silly falling over or crashing, whereas, you know, you've said that's that's you've normalised that and you, that's the first thing you teach, that's the first thing you expect, that's that's the first stigma you actually take away, that I'm, I'm not going to be able to skate, I'm going to fall over. You've made that all right. You've made failing perfectly okay. Yeah. And I think also just um, giving them a space that they don't necessarily have to uh, be or play competitively. Like yes. some of our skate fitters will just continue to be skate fitters term after term after term. And that's totally fine because they have a place to be. Yeah. And and the club to belong to that wants them. Yeah. And what about you, Steph? What would be the thing that you would you would kind of if you're for your advice? Yeah, I think um I like to think that we've tapped into um the prevalence nowadays for people to um, 
sort of uh, recreate on their own sort of thing or in their own time, in their own space, as opposed to having to follow a prescribed method um, and, you know, it's training here and a game on Saturday and, and that's all there is to it sort of thing. So, um, you know, we call everybody a skater and that's um, and how you express that as being a skater is, is up to you. We'll, we can provide you the environment and the skills and the encouragement and all those sorts of things. Um, but our definition of a skater isn't a full contact um, a derby player like Sam. It can also um, just be a, a person who does penalty tracking at a game. That, that, that person is also a skater in our club. And if they choose to wear cat makeup or they don't choose to wear cat makeup, then they're all all so welcome, which I think uh, is a wonderful, wonderful way to finish. So Sam and Steph, thank you so much for sharing the wonderful journey uh, that you've had at the Diamond Valley Roller Derby Club. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank you Thanks so much. much. Thank you for Oh, absolutely. And if you're interested in roller derby and you live in the Eltham area in out of out of Melbourne suburbs, then why not check out their website, DVRDC, Diamond Valley Roller Derby Club, .org.au. Well, I simply love talking to roller derby clubs. They have such a great culture and a true, genuine focus on inclusiveness. This was illustrated so very strongly when Sam specifically stated that the club not only embraces men and women, but genders, including, but all genders, including, in her words, non-binary folks. The use of such inclusive language really illustrates the club really, truly is inclusive and its culture is inclusive. As we do each session... We look for the takeaways that we can bring back to our own clubs. So there was a couple of clear takeaways and learnings that we can draw from this interview. I love that the club, that the Diamond Valley Roller Derby Club had created a really strong structured pathway from their skate fit program all the way through to the full contact roller derby. Now that program could take a couple of years depending on the person and what they actually wanted to get out of skate. Like most of the clubs featured in the Doing Sport Differently podcast series, Diamond Valley Roller Derby Club were able to draw upon programs from their state body and, and in this case, also their international body. So as we say, each podcast, if you are considering introducing new programs and formats to your club, and we really hope you are, then your first port of call should be speaking to your peak sports bodies because they are highly likely to have already developed programs, coaching courses, and marketing materials that you can draw upon and use to make it so much easier for you to introduce new programs into your clubs. The way that the club schedules its skate fit introductory programs right before the full contact roller derby team trains is a really clever initiative because not only do new skaters get to see how to apply the skills they've just learned, but the club consciously asks its existing members and skaters to introduce themselves each week to those new to the club, consciously starting conversations, which immediately builds relationships and a sense of belonging that is the foundation of all great clubs.
This social connection is further developed when the club travels together to tournaments around the state and country, as well as their monthly beer and bruises social nights. Now, I love the concept that it's monthly. It's each month we know we, we're consciously bringing everyone together on a regular basis. One thing I particularly love was that the Diamond Valley Roller Derby Club was continually assessing its language and how they do things to ensure that they remain inclusive as possible. A great example of this was changing the lingo of the club. Traditionally in roller derby, new participants are called fresh meat, but the club recognises this wording was a barrier to people joining, so they changed the language to use the word beginner, skate fitter, or simply just being a skater. So many sports have got traditions and terminologies that actually act as barriers which stop people from participating. As Sam said, it took her over a year and a half to gain the confidence to join the club after she decided that she really wanted to try roller derby. One of the contributing factors of this was the fresh meat terminology. So finally, before we sign off, as I do every podcast, I'd like to thank the wonderful sports community members. We simply could not do this podcast without your financial support. So check out our website, sportscommunity.com.au. Click on the membership tab to check out how you can make it easier for us to help sports cl club volunteers. So if you're a sports club volunteer or you help sports club volunteers or you know of a volunteer that needs help, please check out our website, sportscommunity.com.au, with heaps of information, all designed, and training courses, and they're all designed to make it easier for sports club volunteers to run your their club. If you're not a member, we would love for you to become a member and help us continue our podcast, our website, and the other resources that we get to create, all making it easier for sports club volunteers. So until next podcast episode, I'm Steve Pallas, and thank you so much for being part of our sports community. Music.